When I was in the seminary, there was a class called the Mystery of God. We use this term a lot in the church, and I think it probably um, has lost its meaning a little bit. Of course, mystery of God is all things we cannot explain about God or know about God. That encompasses about 99.9999% of who God is. We do know that God has given us everything we need to know to get to heaven. God owes us no explanation of anything else. I'm sure we'll all have questions when we see God, and he'll answer them or not. What's the mystery of God teach us? Hopefully humility. Your God, I'm not. My inquiring mind doesn't need to know everything, and it's not entitled to an answer. I think of uh, the JFK, who killed JFK controversy, the drama. Well, a repentant sinner will not have his sins revealed, so we may or may not know about that. If you wish JFK to be known, then all our lives are an open book. I don't think any of us want that. We need to let the one who can handle the job do it for his people. Today is a mystery, Trinity, a tenet to the creed, one God, three distinct persons. How? Well, that's God to know and us to uh, want to know. The real mystery here is that we have a real knowable God in Jesus, but at the same time an unknowable God, the God of the DNA molecule, all those things. It's not like God is being aloof either. It's just our limited capacity right now to understand. We only have a human mind. And it's not good enough to match up with God's. It leaves us in a posture before God that I need to trust God in everything. And that's what God asks of us. The mystery of God helps us to believe. And think about it though. If we could figure out God and know everything about God, then God is no better than us. We need a God way up there, so high above our thoughts, so high above our ways. That is what we need as human beings. We need a God who has the whole universe in his care. That's a, that leaves me comforted when I know that a God is so far above me. God is faithful. We aren't as human beings. With God, we're on a need-to-know basis, of course. God has revealed everything we need to know to get to heaven, and that's the important thing. Everything else, the particulars or the precise, is for God to know and us to yearn to know. We are, as human beings, messed up in the garden. Our demand was to know, to be like God, to be God. It's a problem with society today. All our differences, all the human drama is saying to God in some way, get out of my way, I need to know and I'm going to find out. Mystery is important. You see, mystery is grace. It's our grace. If we accept mystery, we accept God. Happy people accept mystery. Even in our culture. Technology kind of hurts us. Technology is the notion that we can and should know everything. 
We cannot lose God in society. For if God is lost, then love is lost. An attack on God is an attack on love. There's no other source of love other than God. And we can't fool ourselves and believe we can love for the sake of others without God. God is the source of everything. God is the source of all love. Now in the bulletin these last five weeks, we've had inserts about the Eucharist. We have a Eucharist revival coming up for several years in the diocese or in the United States. Our diocese too, there are gonna be many big events. Matter of fact, a Eucharistic procession will probably be heading through Sheboygan at some point next year, um, starting in Indianapolis, ending up in Minneapolis or wherever. It's gonna be a big event. We're going to do one next Sunday, um, just from here to St. Clement at 10, after the 10.30 Mass. Lots of good things on our horizon. But most importantly, a return to the Common Cup. I just wanted to briefly mention about that this week, so it's not a surprise, next week at the Feast of Corpus Christi. It's going to take some time for us to get it right. We just can't go pouring a million gallons of uh, the precious blood. We're gonna have to start it out slow. If you miss it next week, be assured, we'll get it straight. Reverence, reverence for the body or the blood of Christ and the body. We must treat it for what it is, the blood of Christ. We must drink what is poured. That has been decreed by the diocese, of course. See us consuming and rinsing the vessels up here, the thing that is not left. And if they're empty, uh, so be it. We will get it right at some point. So have patience with us. A lot of people ask, why can't we have Dixie cups or something like that and pour the blood in there? Have you ever had uh, Dixie cups? I know we all have. They had Kool-Aid. Do you drink it? What's at the bottom? A stubborn drop that just won't come out. We can't have that with the precious blood of Christ. See, the precious blood of Christ, one drop, saved the entire world in its history. And we can't go throwing it into the garbage. It's not practical to rinse the cups out and drink it. We have the common cup. That's the important thing. We must always um, do that. We can't go in tinction because what happens? By the time you get it over, a drop might fall to the floor. That can't happen either. Everything must be drinking from what we pour for Jesus. And we'll do that up here at the end of communion. It might take another 30 seconds, but we will rinse the vessels, consume them. That's how we care for the blood of Jesus. It's the same way with the Eucharist, but we always do it in the back. It'll, the precious blood will be rinsed and drank at the altar to the best of our ability. Body and blood of Christ is a big deal. It always has been, and it will continue to be. We seem to take it for granted sometimes. Church wants to get away from taking it for granted. The next few years will highlight that as we deal with Eucharistic revival in the church. And every crumb is important. You see us wiping the patent into the uh, cup. Not one crumb, not one drop of blood can be wasted. 
Not one can go to the garbage. Not one can go to the sewer. We don't put Jesus in the sewer. Something we have not been over in a while is the response. Sometimes this is why it's a great teaching moment. What's the response when someone says and gives you the body of Christ? Amen. A lot of people say, thank you. It's amen. We go back to our pews and we then thank God. But amen, I believe. That's what it is. You can say amen or you can say I believe. Either one in English. But then you go back to your pew and pray thank you. That's where we thank God for what he has given us. So next weekend we start that Eucharistic revival. Special adoration after the 5 p.m. Mass. And then an overnight here, adoration, Jesus will be on the altar um, all morning and reposed at 10.30 or after the 10.30 Mass. Um, Check the bulletin for details for this very important weekend. God bless.